Live from the capital of the Commonwealth, this is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. Oh. Popped it up. Got to have one. I don't think he did it. He did not do it. Oh, my. Vlad Guerrero Jr. will hang on and win the 2023 T-Mobile Home Run Derby. Well, I don't want to pat myself on the back too much. Yes, I do. Actually, I want to pat myself on the back. I called it. AJ, in our pre-show production meeting, I should have had you go back to yesterday's show to mash up Monday when I asked Matt who he thought was going to win, and then I made a pick, and I picked Vlad Guerrero to win the home run derby last night. I don't remember that. Oh, come on. You have short-term memory loss. I'm going to go back through that tape, and I'm going to find it where I picked Vlad Guerrero to win the home run derby. With all the confidence in the world. And sure enough, he did. It was a very entertaining two-hour home run derby on ESPN last night. And right here on 1061 ESPN. And we got some firsts out of the thing, which I always like. We got a father-son duo that won, right? Vlad Guerrero's dad had previously won the, uh, the home run derby. And now Son wins the home run derby. And apparently he needed a lot of prodding, a lot of urging from family members to even participate, to even enter. He was kind of a reluctant participant in this thing, but his family was egging him on. So he went ahead and did it. His dad won it in 2007 in San Francisco. Vlad Jr. was eight years old at the time. Uh, pretty cool that they were able to pull that off. The one that I thought was most cool, and I thought, you know, won over the most fans, and I don't mean Julio Rodriguez, because it was in Seattle. He was the hometown guy. I felt a lot, well, AJ, don't, I, I did not feel sorry for Pete Alonzo, but I felt um, like kind of, oh, shucks, maybe, because you knew it was going to happen. He was going to get booed unmercifully at an all-star game home run derby like he was the villain of all time because he was going up against their favorite son against the hometown hero julio rodriguez and it really did spur rodriguez on because he had that 41 homer first round and he knocked alonzo out oh i got that right also i said alonzo would not get out of the first round maybe i should go into match business i don't know i was pretty hot last night although he NCAA did pretty well has rules sorry yes they <laughs> Thank you for reminding me of that. The season is quickly approaching, and I would like to be able to be doing the games for the Richmond Spiders come September 2nd at home at 6 o'clock. Okay. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I felt pretty good about that. Um, I love the performance of Rodriguez. The one I was going to get to, Adley Rutschman from uh, Baltimore. Uh, I thought that was really cool. First of all, his dad threw Bay Pito him. They both wore the same Oriole jersey with the Rutschman name on the back, 35, the uniform number, and he had a great round. Now, he didn't win, uh, which, you know, that that happens. Luis Robert uh, knocked him off and knocked him out. But the 27 homers was really cool from Rutschman, 
because he did it from both sides of the plate. In the regular round, he went left-handed. He was the only left-hander in the bunch last night. And then for his bonus round, I don't know if he had 30 seconds or 60 seconds, but I think he had 60. But in any event, because he hit six homers in the uh, bonus round, so that would probably take you the minute. I don't know. Um, He hit him from both sides of the plate. So I thought that was really cool. And then how about this stat? And then we'll give you the phone numbers and we'll get to some calls and that sort of thing. Um, Julio Rodriguez in that round where he hit 41 homers. I don't think he got to Matt's magic number. I think 485 and a half feet was the over-under on the longest home run. I don't think he got there. But Rodriguez on his 41 home runs, it's more than three miles of home runs hit in the first round. 16,556 total feet. Three-plus miles from Julio Rodriguez in that first round. So he put on a really good show. So did Guerrero. So did Randy Rosarena in the final round. And I thought it was a fun, kind of relaxing, just kind of sit there and casually watch it event. I would say I probably watched more of it than I thought I was going to. I'm sure I watched more than Matt. Um, who kind of did what he said he was going to do, kind of in the background, would watch from time to time. And I kind of did the same thing, on and off a little bit. Uh, made sure I was there for the um, for the Pete Alonzo-Julio Rodriguez match in the first round. Major League Baseball did a good thing there. They put it last in the first round. Even though they were in the first round, it would have been better, better to have them in the semis or the finals. But I think it worked out okay. And, you know, the crowd enjoyed it sell out right 47,000 or whatever at T-Mobile Park and uh it was it was good not great television I got a little tired of the split screen I guess there's no other way to do it because they let them go so fast now that by the time you watch the trajectory of one ball hit out there the next one is already on the way so there's probably no other way to do it but I would have liked a little bit more full screen Love the shots from the cameras that are on the field in front of home plate. Obviously, with it being an exhibition and not a game, they can put cameras wherever the heck they want, and they did. So I thought for the most part, it was good. It went pretty quickly. You know, it was in that two-hour window, and it was competitive, and it was fun down to the end with a lot of pretty good storylines. So good start to the All-Star break for Major League Baseball. We'll see what kind of performance they put on the field tonight. When the All-Star game hits at a little after 8 o'clock, our coverage is here on 1061 ESPN. Garrett Cole from the New York Yankees will start for the American League, and Zach Allen from the Arizona Diamondbacks will start for the National League. We'll talk about, talk about the starting lineups and all of that as the show progresses today. 804-327-0888. Welcome to the show. It is called the Sports Huddle. I am Bob Black, hosting Remotely Today. AJ in our ESPN Richmond studios. I got big news involving AJ coming later this week. It is so exciting that I'm going to hold off on it for now. It's a good old-fashioned radio tease. Did it get a raise? <laughs> in a way, yes. Indirectly, the answer to that question, believe it or not, I hope you're sitting down, is yes, you did uh, get a raise. Um, but I'll get into more detail on that as we go a little bit further on the program. He's in the ESPN and producer's booth right now. He's the first voice you'll hear if you dial us up. Again, 327-0888, which is also our text line. Let's start out with the phone calls. We hit just about 10 minutes after 4 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon on 1061 ESPN. Sonny, good afternoon on what has been a mostly sunny Tuesday. Hello. Ah, Thanks, Bob. Great to be back. I just want to let you guys know Got a Wimbledon champion playing in Richmond tonight. Who's that? 
I said Cospisil. How about that? He's coming, to the, he's coming to the Mid-Atlantic Open Clay Courts at Salisbury Country Club in Midlothian. How about that? That's really cool. I knew I knew when I saw you on the line that this was going to be a tennis update of some sort, and no one has oh, the yeah, scoop. Oh I mean, yeah, it's perfectly like you. timed. You know, well, yeah, I mean it's right around Wimbledon, and uh, you know this is a big event that's been going on here for years. Other than the you know the two year pandemic interruption, this has been one of the best tournaments in the area, if not the best. And it's a great atmosphere. I like to come here every year. Though I can only get into qualifying anymore, and I could quickly bounce. <laughs> so, it's still so fun to fun to be out here. Yeah, uh, like the women's singles is just starting now. The men's singles is coming in. This, you know, starts. Oh yeah, some some men's as I see are just starting as well. But yeah, the men's doubles it's going to be around eight tonight. Vasek Pasasol, who's a Canadian on the comeback trail, he's 33. He was ranked as high as number four in the world in doubles and number 25 in the world in singles. And it's been a range where he's going to play with one of the most outstanding high school players from my area, which is a 757, Joseph Hobbs of Norfolk Academy. And uh, former NCAA champion Tyson Kwiatkowski is uh, playing here tonight as well in doubles. And a guy around 100 in the world, Stefan Kozlov, is the number one seed. And there's players from just about every college in the region who are among the best on their team. It's it's a it's a fun place to be on a weeknight, that's for sure. Absolutely. Now, are you playing, did you say? I played in the qualifying doubles on Sunday and was su- summarily bounced. <laughs> that's <laughs> and okay. And rightfully so, by a much younger, excellent player. Yeah, but that's impressive that you I mean, now I'm a spectator. Now, just a spectator, this uh, is not a working assignment? Exactly. You're just a fan? No, not at all. Oh, no, I come here every year. It's great people. You know, we have a, uh, there's a big deck you can watch the matches from. Totally free. You come out, uh, you know, you can get right right next to the court practically. All clay courts. Nice. You know, nice. Kind of the southwest part of Chesterfield County. Well, welcome to our fair city. Uh, welcome to the River yeah. City there, Sonny. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> update. And I was watching a little Wimbledon today, yeah. as a matter of fact. So your timing, mm-hmm. you're right, is absolutely perfect. Good stuff. Yeah. And there's, there's a pseudo-local connection in there. If you've noticed Chris Eubanks' local... Uh, run to the Wimbledon Court Finals. He's at Georgia Tech, and their coach is a man named Kenny Thorne, who I played against in high school when he went to Godwin and I went to Verina. And he's been the coach there for a long time. This has got to be a huge thrill for him. Chris is probably the best player he's ever had. Mm, I love it. I love the tennis update from you, Sonny, always. Thanks for for tuning in. Thanks for calling in and giving us the update. Again, uh, refresh our memory for our listeners who maybe got a little intrigued by what you're telling us, where the event is and what it is. Uh, uh, Salisbury Country Club in Chesterfield Mm -hmm. County, the Mid-Atlantic Open Clay Courts, and it it goes uh, through Friday night. And and tonight, Vasek Pasasol, who won the Wimbledon 2014 men's doubles with Jack Sock, is one of the people playing. Awesome. Awesome And it will be going on. He's about probably going to start around eight o'clock. It's going Sonny, on thank right you. now. Thank you, my friend. Sure. Appreciate that. Thank you. That was really cool. Thank you, Sonny. All right, Sonny is a uh, loyal listener. He's also in the media world down there in Newport News with the Daily Press and uh, the Pilot and and all of that. So uh, always good to hear from him. And he is a huge tennis aficionado, as you could tell by the update he gave us. How he participates. He does cover it um, for the papers. 
and he's just a fan. He loves the sport. Love that from him. Sonny's a great guy, and he's been a longtime listener and a frequent contributor to our program. All right, good way to get us going on a Tuesday afternoon. Here's where we're headed on the Sports Huddle. Here's what's coming up on today's Sports Huddle. Just a huge fan of the sport. This is the River City Rundown. River City Rundown brought to you by the Richmond chapter of the American Red Cross. During these hot summer months, donating blood and volunteering is crucial to the success of the Red Cross. If you can help and would like to help, here's how you can do it. Visit redcross.org. Redcross.org. They will welcome you, believe me, with open arms during the summer, summer months. Um, All right. uh, This is a good time of year to be doing things like this. A little tennis talk in the first segment. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, a little soccer talk. We've got another major event coming to the RVA. Uh, Richmond Region Tourism, again, spearheading this one. This one is the um, ECNL Girls Soccer Finals. Will be held at Stryker Park out on the West End on uh, Pouncey Track Road in Glen Allen. And also at West Creek, over there on West Creek Parkway, um, in the West Creek uh, Complex back there. Uh, And it'll be uh, from Friday through Monday with the championships on Monday. It's a huge girls' soccer event, 13- to 17-year-olds. So uh, probably be some college coaches out there as well, right? Because that's certainly a recruitable group getting ready to go to college. So it's a big-time tournament. We're going to fill you in a little bit more on that as Richmond Region Tourism continues to bring them to our fair city. Ralph Richards, the ECNL Girls Commissioner, is going to join us this afternoon at 4.30 to give us an update on that and that tournament, that amateur tournament that will be played here in Richmond at a couple locations over the weekend with the championships at West Creek on Monday. And then in the 5 o'clock hour, the Major League Baseball draft has been ongoing the past couple of days, and the Virginia Cavaliers very well represented. Um, In the interest of fairness, so are the Virginia Tech Hokies and William & Mary also. But we're going to talk Virginia. Uh, Greg Medea from the Charlottesville Daily Progress will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk some Virginia baseball, their draft picks, Brian O'Connor being named to the ABCA Hall of Fame, the American Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. And we'll get into a little football and basketball talk with him as well. Greg Medea joins us at 5.15 this afternoon uh the rest of the time you can join us 804-327-0888 to get you on the air text line same 327-0888 all right let's get our first break in we'll come back to a little bit more all-star talk uh, got a little birthday greetings to send out today as well we'll do that after the break 416 sports huddle 1061 espn We've hit the all-star break. Time to catch your breath, Braves fans. The push for a sixth straight division title resumes Friday night as the Braves take on the White Sox at Truist Park. Our coverage begins at 7.05 on 106.1 ESPN Richmond. Let's go back to the phones at 20 after 4, 106.1 ESPN. And I'd almost like to go back to the tape from yesterday, as I bring this caller on, and our conversation about the two hot-button topics that, Reggie, you brought up, Bob Huggins being one at West Virginia and Pat Fitzgerald being the other at Northwestern, and I'm pretty sure I said in our discussion that the Fitzgerald thing wasn't going to end well and it was going to be way worse than a two-week suspension and boy did it ever turn out to be that as northwestern parted ways controversially 
with Pat Fitzgerald. Hello, Reggie. How are you? There you go again, Bob Pronoxicane. Way to go, big guy. Way to I go. I, I wish I knew what that meant. Is that a good thing that I did? That's good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No problem. But Bob, Paul Feinstein on his show already said that um, Northwestern coach, former coaches, has so many friends in the media. They're going on some talk show hosts. And, and go on talk shows, start crying, and, and, and say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. And he got another job, just like Rick Pitino allegedly did back in the day. And look, he's still working. Don't get me started with Rick Pitino was accused of. Oh, my God. He just keeps well, getting you know, better hey, and better it must jobs. must be nice. But let me ask you yeah. this, Reggie. I, th- I thought about this a lot today. I figured you'd probably call again, and the news changed since we last talked. Pat Fitzgerald has built up a lot of collateral. Has he not at Northwestern 26 years? Four as a player, five as an assistant, 17 as a head coach, has led them to unprecedented heights, um, five bowl victories, five 10-win seasons. Isn't there something to be said for that? Like, I I thought the two-week suspension thing was ridiculously bad. Like, who cared? Two weeks in the middle of the summer when most college coaches are taking vacation anyway – that was a sham. I'm not sure that firing him outright is also the right thing in this situation. I don't know all the facts. I don't know all the details. But I just wonder, in his case, has he not built up enough collateral? And apparently his record is clean other than this, and I'm not trying to demean this. It's a serious offense. And believe me, there's no defense that says, I didn't know about it in my program. We talked about that yesterday, right? So I don't know, Reggie. Yeah. Where, do you, where do you kind of lie on this? I'm almost thinking maybe there's some you know, worse punishment that would still keep him employed at the school that he's loved for more than a quarter century. Well, again, Bob, as we talked about yesterday, he tried to use the plausible deniability route, and that didn't work. But the act of which the young men were allegedly done was sexual abuse. I'm sorry, Bob. Let's not forget the ladies of the gymnastic team and what they went through with a doctor that did sexual abuse, who, by the way, got stabbed in jail yeah. and is in the hospital right now. So, I mean, come on, Bob, sexual abuse, allegedly, again, allegedly. And then you had six members of the faculty demanding that the facts come out of the um, of the investigation by an independent source. Well, so that's what I, I want think to see. I think it's loaded. More people are coming out. I, I want to see the facts, though, because, I mean, this is this is an obvious he said, she said, right? I mean, there are former players lining up behind Coach Fitzgerald here and calling him, you know, man of his word and honor and, and you know, built the character, all of that. And then you've got, you know, the, the, the whistleblowers who have come out as well. That's all I'm saying is if they could do a, yeah. a more thorough investigation somehow, some way, uh, and, and this would apply to Bob Huggins, except Bob Huggins has a little bit more of a rap sheet than Pat Fitzgerald did, I think. He's had other issues, yeah. other brushes with the law, other stupid things he said on the radio. That's why I said to you yesterday, Bob Huggins and West Virginia need to part ways. Whatever that's going to take, I think that one's done. I would like to learn more on the Pat Fitzgerald story here to see if maybe there's some way in his case that it didn't have to end the way it did. Just maybe. Bob, if things work out with his lawyer, he's going to get forty million dollars. I think that's in pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's forty right. million. That's all right. That, that forty is all right. buddy. 
Yeah, that, that, that's okay. He can okay. do the Nino Brown. Don't nobody know nothing? Nobody know nothing? No, nah, Nino Brown ain't going to pull this time. I'm sorry. And, and yeah. they talked about how Northwestern, the young men and ladies who did the investigation, the reporters, and that's a high-quality educational school. Come on, Bob. I mean, yeah, I'm with you on more than smoke there. I, again, I would, like to, I would like to see the fire to go with the smoke at this point. And look, he's got eight years left on a fifty-seven million dollar contract. So there's a lot. There's a lot at stake here. Don't don't get me <laughs> wrong. But you know, maybe it's a year suspension. Maybe it's five million off of the contract. And certainly, the one thing that has to happen is a new way to run his program, right? But I, I just wonder yeah. if he's built up enough positive collateral that something could happen there. But I, I, maybe I'm being Pollyannish with the whole thing. And just I, I like just want to see the full report. No. I mean, sexual abuse is sexual abuse. Uh, it is severe. The full report it comes down, then severe. we can go from there. Yep, yep. Uh, Joe Paterno obviously went through it at Penn State no. at, as well. I, I got you, Reggie. Yeah, and look how they covered that up. Yep, no, I, I, I got you. Like I said, I don't. We don't know all the facts. It's becoming a little he said, she said. There's a lot of money on the table. I just read his resume and his record, and I didn't see too many blemishes. Now they were one and eleven last year, so that's the you know we, there's that too, right? Just winning football yeah, games eventually yeah. is a small part of this thing as well. But he just had. I just thought his resume had so much good on it that I would have liked the investigation to go deeper to see what they could have done. In this case, and look, if, if he's guilty as charged, as we would say, go on, goodbye, see ya. And again, I'm with you. There's yeah. no defense. There's no defense of ignorance that, oh, I didn't know this was going on in my program. That's not a defense. I'm with you on 100% on that, Rich. All right, got to roll. Appreciate gotta it, roll. man. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Reggie. I'm glad you got me fired up on that one. Thank you. But I was thinking about that today. Um, and for whatever reason, I just I just wanted to know more to see if more could have been done here because they went from the silliest, stupidest penalty, two-week suspension in the middle of the summer, give me a break, to fired. Is there not, is there not something, you know, not even in the middle, but more on one side than the other, but not to that extreme, if indeed – the the investigation you know lends itself to those kind of to those kind of details. Uh, that story will continue to unfold. All right, four twenty eight on the sports huddle. Let's take a break. When we come back, much more positive, much more fun stuff to talk about. Another major amateur sporting event coming to our fair city this weekend. Richmond Region Tourism again leading the charge. It's the ECNL Girls Soccer Finals. Going to bring a lot of talented young ladies to the Commonwealth and to the River City this weekend. We're going to talk with Ralph Richards. He's the commissioner of the event. He's going to join us next, courtesy of Richmond Region Tourism. Sports huddle 106 one ESPN. It's the greatest show of the summer. The 93rd Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Live from T-Mobile Park in Seattle. Get the All-Star Call live beginning tonight at 7 on 1061 ESPN Richmond. Pearson Mosson. 90... Welcome back. Bob Black back with you. Sports Auto 1061 ESPN here in the capital city. About 432 on a Tuesday afternoon. Well, we have another huge major amateur sports event coming to our fair city, coming to Richmond's West End to be specific. Presented by Richmond Region Tourism, our great partners. 
And this one is Friday through Monday, July 14th through the 17th. It's the ECNL Girls Soccer Championships. It'll be held at both Stryker Park out on Pouncey Track Road in Glen Allen and at the West Creek Complex over there in West Creek Parkway where the finals will actually be held on Monday evening. It's uh, girls soccer players ages 13 to 17. All right, those are the nuts and bolts of the tournament. Let's uh, dig down a little bit deeper and get some more of the great details of this event. For that, we welcome Ralph Richards, the ECNL Girls Commissioner, who joins us this afternoon in advance of this weekend's action. Ralph, good afternoon. How are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing great. Thank you, and thank you for having me on the show. I'm uh, excited to be on the show, but also very excited to uh, get myself there in Richmond and get on with the uh, with the finals. What You're going to be gonna here. Be an You're incredible gonna... event. You're going to be here then, right? Where are you coming from? I'm coming from St. Louis. Uh, yeah, I've, I'm actually coming on with wearing two hats. I'm wearing a club ECNL director hat uh, with my uh, club, St. Louis Scott Gallagher. We have our U17s coming there. Uh, playing in the uh, in the uh, over at uh, West West Creek, and then mm-hmm. also I'll be coming as the uh, the commissioner. Yeah, wow, you got a busy weekend ahead of you, but I know you love it. That's a it's a passion. I, I know that. I can certainly hear it in your voice. All right, like I said, I gave just kind of the nuts and bolts. Give us a little more of the details of what all this means, what it's all about, what ECNL is actually uh, for you and your league. Absolutely. Well, the ECNL is, for us, it's, it's the top youth competition uh, league in the country. Um, it is the place that people want to go to get the college exposure, but also just to be a part of some of the, the best clubs in the country and be coached and um, to train under some of the best coaches in the country um, and play alongside some of the best players. So it's, uh, it's growing tremendously since uh, 2009. Uh, it started back in, with uh, 40 clubs on the girls' side, and now it has it's growing. I mean, boys and girls, we're talking 127 girls' clubs this coming season, and in each of those clubs you have to compete with six age groups. On the boys' side, it's 145 in the ECNL boys. And then for the regional league, on the girls' side, it's 220 clubs and 229 clubs on the boys' side on the regional league. So just tremendous growth, both on the girls' and the boys' side. And um, this on the girls' side will be the uh, the finals. This is where everyone comes to try and pick up some, some silverware. This is awesome. That That is really exciting. And we love, obviously, having it here in Richmond. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of that? This is such an undertaking, Ralph. I mean, this is such a major tournament. Uh, the role that a, a city like Richmond plays in it, and, of course, the partnership with our great partner, Richmond Region Tourism. Well, I mean, Richmond is, is a place that we've been many, many years now, uh, especially on the girls' side, but even on the boys' side, they've held their finals there as well, and we've held events there. It's a beautiful city. It takes care of the people that come in, no question about it, and and very important, it has unbelievable facilities. You know, West Creek and Stryker Park are fantastic facilities to come in and play at, and, and that just makes the game a better place when you can play on beautiful grass surface facilities. So, um, the city's great. The people are great. It's very welcoming. It's easy to get around. Pretty easy to get into and out of from wherever you are. And like I said, the facilities are fantastic. So we appreciate you guys hosting us and having us there and welcoming all our clubs from all across the country. But like I said, this is 
this is the end piece, and it started, you know, 10 months ago with league games, and then from there it kind of escalates through different events. And if it's okay, I'd, I'd like to kind of take you on a journey with the pathway that how we get to this, this uh, fine city of yours. Absolutely. Take us away. I love it. I love it. So, obviously, these clubs, the ECNL clubs, there's two platforms. Uh, we have a true pyramid inside the ECNL, both boys and girls, with the regional league, um, has its competition platform alongside its events. It's showcasing events for the college coach experience and exposure. And then we also have, at the end of the season, teams qualify from, in the girls' side, 15 conferences to get into five regional league championships, which are spread out throughout the country, which were three, four weeks ago now, I believe it was, four weeks ago. And from there, teams qualified into the finals that you guys are hosting at uh, Richmond at the Strikers Complex. So we're bringing 40 of those teams um, all the way out from different parts of the country, from five regional league championships, which started, I believe, with 360 teams qualified to those regional league championships, and now we're down to 40, which is incredible, mm. 40 teams coming in. And then on the Eastern side, on the club competition side, which is our top of level of competition, very similar, but not so much we have multiple regional league championships events. We have what we call the ECNL playoffs, and those playoffs were last week or two weeks ago, 10 days ago, if you will, in San Diego for the girls. And that event housed 334, uh, 384 girls teams at the, U15, at the U13 through U18 uh, age group. The U18-19s capped their champions there, so hats off to the Slammers coach. They played a Michigan Hawks team in the final at U18-19. So we finished the U19s out there, but then we qualify the U13s through U17 age groups to come out to Richmond for the finals. And we'll again bring in out 40, uh, 40 teams in those, in those age groups to compete for a national title. That's the journey. That's how these teams get there. Amazing stuff, Ralph. Really amazing. We're catching up with Ralph Richards. He's the ECNL Girls Commissioner, as we said. He'll also be involved uh, in the tournament this weekend at both Stryker Park and West Creek Complex. Ralph, I want to go back to something that you said, and this is probably a question better suited for one of our friends uh, at Re Richmond Region Tourism. But if you're anywhere on the west side of Richmond, which is where both of these complexes are located, you're likely to run into these teams this weekend, to the girls, to the coaches, to the families, to the parents. The significance there for Richmond, Ralph, should not be understated, right? I mean, let's be honest. They're going to bring in um, sports tourism dollars to our city, which will enable us to host more of these events and give you an even better experience, right? No question. I mean, and again, we, we have a, a hotel booking pro, uh, process that we go through, and they reach out to the hotels that have to kind of hold back rooms so that when we get to this point of the season and these teams need to book their rooms and travel, they're there waiting. And so that takes, one, a lot of trust, faith inside the league, inside these hotels. And for them to work just, you know, with our, with our league, doesn't matter if it's out on the west side or if it's here in Richmond, it's, it's, it's incredible. And so we appreciate the hotels willing to do that. Not only that, though, now you're talking about the the food industries and the mm -hmm. restaurants and the different activities that these players are going to want to do. They play one game a day. 
sure for the coaches or for the league representatives who are working the event or directors of coaches who sit out there all day and work with multiple teams and age groups. For the one team, they play at 8 o'clock. Now they, they need something to do. They need a place to go and regen or cool down. They need to go um, hydrate. They need to go and get their food and get their fuels back up and rest. But then they need places to kind of bond together as teams so team activities will be happening. So absolutely, the amount of um, time that these players have to be on the road, they need things to do. And so we appreciate you guys um, hosting the event allowing us to come in and welcome them, the families, the clubs, the teams, into your city. But it's going to be a great weekend for sure. Absolutely. Uh, weather's supposed to be pretty good for it, too. They will need to hydrate. It's going to be warm, which it is in Richmond in the summertime. Yep. And I'm sure those girls are well-trained, and they'll be ready for that. A couple more for you, Ralph, before, before I let you go. Um, we mentioned it, 13 to 17 years of age is the age group here. You talked about the high level of play. How about from a college coach's perspective, are they going to be on the sidelines watching games this weekend and starting to perhaps find future players for them? Yeah, I mean, it does bring in the college coaches, no question about it. But I'll take a step back, going back last week when we had the two big playoffs. We had a the playoff event for the boys in Greensboro, and then we had the playoff event for the girls in in uh, San Diego. So the event in San Diego, bringing that many teams in, brought 1,000, over 1,000 college coaches to that event. That is an incredible amount of college coach exposure for those young ladies. Incredible numbers. And for the boys, absolutely great numbers at 450 plus. So both the boys and the girls getting absolutely tons and tons of exposure throughout the, through the ECNL. No question about it. The difference coming into the finals is one, they've just done all that travel, but two, their college seasons are just around the corner. So they kind of have to go back, get with families, and then get their ducks in a row and, and get ready for their own college season. But I will say this. I was there last year, and there was hundreds of coaches still on the sidelines. So there are coaches that will come out there absolutely on Friday, Saturday, to, to watch potential future players that they already have recruited or new players that they'll be looking at at U15, U16, and the 17s as well. So, yeah, there will be some college scouts on the sideline, and there'll be some national team scouts. U.S. soccer will be absolutely in attendance this weekend, no question about it. Well, I got to imagine uh, our local colleges will be there for sure where they can just make a trip over and watch. So it's a great, great opportunity for them as well. Of course, we have some great college soccer in this area as well. Hey, Ralph, let's let's wrap it up here. Hopefully our listeners are really intrigued and excited by this event as we are and what Richmond Region Tourism puts on. But from an ECNL perspective, if they'd like to learn more about it, if they're thinking maybe I'll come out or maybe I can just take a peek at it online, are you guys doing any of that? What would like be a website? site or something that, that our, our folks could get involved or, or watch? Yeah, I mean, uh, ECNL.com has, um, has all the information that someone would easily need to go to. And then we have our boys ECNL and then our girls ECNL.com uh, websites as well. So um, that is where you can find all the information, um, all the articles. Social media will be all over social media mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram and so forth. So we, we publicize. We have a great group of creative people that really push out what's going on at the events, what's happening at the events from st- as soon as the uh, the sun is up till the sun is down, <laughs> and they'll just keep on rolling those uh, those tweeting handles. So uh, yeah, no, it's uh, you can find the information on the website at ecnl.com. 
and we'll continue to remind our listeners and our audience about that as the week progresses. Ralph, really enjoyed catching up with you today. Safe travels coming into Richmond, and hope you have a great weekend, both yourself personally and also for all the players who will be here in Richmond. I appreciate it, and thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Ralph Richards, ECNL, Girls Commissioner. Again, it's this weekend, Friday through Monday, 14th through the 17th at Stryker Park over there on Pouncey Track, and then West Creek Complex over there on West Creek Parkway with the finals on Monday at West Creek. And again, ECNL.com for more information. It's the 13 to 17-year-old group that's coming to town this weekend. And like I said, if you're in the West End anywhere, you're likely to see them somewhere. Hotels, restaurants, shopping centers, malls, movie theaters, all of that. It is a, a big deal. And again, tip of the cap again to our friends at Richmond Region Tourism for bringing in another uh, great event. And that, by the way, is one of the birthday salutations that I will make today on this program. I teased that at the bottom of the hour. Uh, my good friend over at Richmond Region Tourism, Danny Boniface. It's on my calendar, Danny, so I better have it right. That Today is Danny's birthday. So if you run into Danny Boniface from Richmond Region Tourism today, wish him a happy birthday birthday he'll be happy if all these events go well uh this weekend here in the capital city because this isn't the only one that they've got going we'll be talking more about that as we move further uh, into the uh into the week oh aj i got i got one other birthday today i know you do i was going to remind you oh really you know about it interesting okay i got you know, my I'm, sources yeah i'll bet you do robert <laughs> i'll nope. bet he knows us no it wasn't robert it was i don't want to it was that makes even more sense. That makes even more sense. Today is our good friend and former program director and producer of this show, Mitchell Bradley's birthday. And that one, AJ, I don't need to put on my calendar to remember because it's so easy if you're born today, right? Seven Eleven, right? Seven Eleven. The king of my coaching tree. Happy birthday! I love that. What a great title for him. Him. What'd you call it? King of your coaching tree? Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the top dog. He's the Walsh of my uh, coaching tree. <laughs> and he's a year older today too. And he's and I mean the whole country celebrates because you get free Slurpees today, don't you? Doesn't Seven Eleven do some kind of promotion today? Bridal do process stuff like that. Yeah, come on. One day out of the year, even I'll have a Slurpee. I loved Slurpees. Back when I was a kid, oh, good cola or cherry Slurpee would be great. So for Mitchell Bradley's birthday, free Slurpees at 7-Eleven, <laughs> I guess. But anyway, happy birthday uh, to Mitchell. Yes, Mitchell and Danny Boniface, both birthdays uh, today. Two of the great people that are part of ESPN Richmond. Do right, better for- than Slurpees. What's that? Slurpees. Oh, come on. You didn't like Slurpees? I, not, not even as a kid. Really? A little brain freeze I'm when Italian, you suck them down too fast? I'm an Italian ice guy. Come on. Well, I like come Italian on, ice, too. We get great Italian ice in Philly. I can tell you that, but I like Slurpee. I was a Slurpee. I, we used to ride our bike, go to the 7-Eleven, get the Slurpee, pack of baseball cards with the stale bubble gum. Oh, come on. I was you know the hot I, dog. I was the hot dog in a Sprite. Okay. At the, at that Seven Eleven, yeah, I'm not proud of it, but that's what it was. Well, can I tell you what my comp? Here we go into the food talk here. All this this is questionable on the food side. You know what I loved with a Slurpee? You're, you're going to be disgusted at this probably. No, no, go you ahead. probably didn't even like these anyway. The pro- talking about processed food. This is processed food. Slim Jims. You ever have Slim Jims? Oh, look, I'm embarrassed to say I used to kill some Slim Jims. Yes, Slim Jims with the spicy flavor. Balanced by the Slurpee with the sweet flavor. Oh, man, I may do that today. 
I may. I got a Seven Eleven within walking distance. The jalapeno I'm, ones, man. Come on. No, just give me the regular. I'm good with that. Yeah, uh, a couple of Slim Jims and a Slurpee, and uh, that might happen. That might happen tonight. Oh my gosh. We gotta go to commercial. <laughs> we do. Let's do that before we get into any more trouble. Or maybe we get a sponsorship package with seven eleven since I've mentioned their name so many times. Happy birthday, Danny. Happy birthday, Mitchell. We'll take you back up to the five o'clock hour after the break. One oh six one ESPN. We know it all too well, and we know the solution. Find us on stream anytime at ESPNRichmond.com and on iHeartRadio at 1061 ESPN Richmond. tuned in tonight yes i will i'll be tuned in either it on 1061 espn on the radio side or on fox on television tonight but it's just hard for me to get past all of these absences i think espn used the phrase uh rosters decimated by injuries and absences no aaron judge no mike trout no clayton kershaw no spencer strider no jordan alvarez i think shane mcclanahan would have been the al starter but he's not pitching either there's still a lot of great stars in this thing but it, it's just a tough swallow uh, without all of those you know big time stars and i'm with matt matt mentioned this in the three o'clock hour look the national league's been terrible i think the american league's won nine in a row going back to 2012 and remember some of that was significant because the all-star winner used to get home field advantage in the world series i actually kind of like that I actually thought that was all right. Uh, they don't do that anymore. Best record, which also makes a lot of sense, gets home field uh, four games if needed in the World Series. But when I was a kid, uh, having Slurpees and Slim Jims at 7-Eleven, the National League dominated. I think the National League won like 16 or 17 in a row. And I, I was a National League kid, of course, growing up in Philadelphia. So this has been hard to take, all this American League dominance in the All-Star game. So I'm rooting hard for my National League guys tonight. And I'm with Matt. I like their lineup a little bit better, at least the starting lineup, a little bit better than the American League. When you've got Acuna, Freeman, Betts, Martinez, Arenado, Arise as your first six hitters. Remember, Luis Arise from Miami was uh, flirting with 400. He's batting sixth. Uh, Sean Murphy from Atlanta catches, bats seventh. Corbin Carroll, the rookie from Arizona, eighth. And Orlando Arcia, the Braves shortstop, mostly Braves in this thing anyway, batting ninth. Of course, the American League has Shohei Otani in the lineup. He's batting second. Randy Arozarena will hit third. Uh, Corey Seager is in the cleanup spot. So they've got some good – Austin Hayes from the Orioles will bat seventh. But I think the National League starting lineup is a little bit better, given the NL guys, given the senior circuit, as we used to call it, a little bit of an edge, at least with the starters. And let's hope they can continue it to the finish tonight. Major League Baseball All-Star Game, 7 o'clock on ESPN Radio, 1061 ESPN, 8 o'clock on Fox TV from Seattle tonight. 5 o'clock hour, the sports title. We'll talk a little bit more baseball when we come back on the other side. There was actually some news from the commissioner today, and we'll dive into that after the ESPN Sports Center update, which is next on 1061 ESPN. 1061 ESPN on air.